going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times. But anyway, we're in here with another episode of the rambling mind podcast thank each and every single one of y'all for listening to every single episode or if this is the first time that you're listening to the rambling mind podcast welcome to the show we make up show every tuesday and thursday i do interviews with different individuals who try to focus on personal finance but really it's anything that i have going on in my mind and i interview anybody that i find interesting to talk to as you will see on multiple multiple different episodes that we've done so far on this podcast anyway today the topic that i wanted to talk about is 10 reasons that we are broke 10 reasons that we stay broke 10 reasons why we seem to not be able to make the progress that we would like to make in our financial lives there's a there's about 10 things that i think affects us in different ways where we don't necessarily think about it but it's it's hurting us and it's inhibiting us from making the progress we know we ought to be making. And we'll start off right here with number one. The one reason that I've noticed, and I noticed it first of all in my life, that I wasn't able to make some of the changes that was necessary for me was I was not checking my accounts. I refused to check my accounts. I refused to check uh, to track my expenses regularly. I was so scared to see, to focus in on the numbers in there. I was like, Oh my God, it's going to tell me I'm broke. Oh my God, it's only going to have like $2 in there. Oh my God, I'm not going to have enough money. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't face the issue as they say in Ninja, face your front. I refused to face my front. Instead, I was looking at everybody else's front. And that's one of the reasons why we're broke because we refuse to just check our accounts on a regular. We refuse to turn on notifications on our bank accounts that tell us, Hey, your funds are running low. We refuse to turn on notifications that tells us what our daily balance is. These are some of the things. These are easy steps that we can take just to ensure that we're not overspending, just to ensure that we're not putting ourselves in difficult situations. We have to turn on all those notifications to be checking our credit card balances every time, to be checking wh- how much money do I actually have? How much money has come in? Have I gotten paid for that thing that somebody said they were going to pay me for? Are all these different things. But we don't face those things. We don't face those issues because we're so scared to look at it because, well, it's going to tell me I'm broke. I don't need you telling me I'm broke. I already know I'm broke. Yeah, you may know, but you don't have an, an idea of how to get out of it. You don't know what it is that's causing you to get broke. Track your spending. Know what it is that you are actually spending your money on. If you don't know where you are, you're already lost. There's no way you can make any kind of progress if you're too scared to look at the situation, to look at the problem. You will never, ever make any progress if you never just face it. The second reason that most of us, and for a long time I was broke, was I kept on putting off, putting everything on future me. And believing that I'll deal with this problem tomorrow. And believing that, you know what? I don't, this is not a big deal right now. I'm young. I got time to deal with this. I don't have to worry about this right now. I got time. There's plenty of time for me to deal with this when I'm 30, when I'm 40, when I'm 50, when I'm 60. I got plenty of time. I can deal with this tomorrow. This does not have to be a present me problem. If you guys watch How I Met Your Mother, one of the things is like, oh, that's future me's problem. It's like, I'm not dealing with that, which sometimes is good to have that mentality, but not for everything. 
<laughs> not for everything for you to be like you know what? that's future me's problem guess what future you hates present you a lot right now if you don't handle the situation and handle the things that you have in your hand right now allow present you to set up future you don't let future you be like man i hate me from the past don't procrastinate on dealing with these problems that are currently at our doorstep don't procrastinate on starting some of those good habits because guess what habits are extremely hard to build good habits especially because some of the good habits we need to build don't necessarily incite most of the nice easygoing feelings that we like like going to the gym working out that doesn't necessarily make me feel happy but i know i have to do that because i want to stay healthy and it does release good endorphins. It does make me feel better afterwards. It's not before. It's not during when I'm feeling all the pain, when my muscle hurts, when I'm stressed out. Like, it's not during. It's afterwards when I feel good, when I'm in my cool down mode, when I'm like, yeah, that was a good workout. My body feels better. And you can feel it in your body. It's the same way with our financial lives. Sometimes when we're going through it, it's not going to feel good. But on the other side, you're going to be like, I'm so glad that I dealt with that situation during that time. Because one of the things you have to be careful about if you keep putting these things off on future you is compound. Compounding can be your greatest ally or the worst enemy for yourself. Because everything compounds. Just like when we're trying to get start walking. It compounded over time. We went from crawling to walking to running to jumping. To doing all the dance moves that we can do on our feet now. To standing on our tippy toes. To standing on one leg. To be hopping side to side. It all compounds over time. Compound interest can be your greatest ally or your worst enemy. Especially when it comes to our money. If we allow those things to just keep compounding over time. It can work to your benefit when it comes to investing. Or it can work to your detriment when it comes to debt. And even when it comes to the habits that you build around your money, do you learn the habits of how to save? Do you learn the habits of not just spending every single dollar that you earn? It compounds. It builds up. Some of the skills that you learn today will be the things that take you to the next level tomorrow. So don't procrastinate on getting some of these things done. Start it right now. And that leads us to the third thing is... You don't know. Sometimes the reason why we are broke is we don't know that we are in a bad spot. My mom called me one time and we were talking on the phone and she told me that she told me a prophet. She said that even a clean soap will get dirty when it's around dust. A clean soap in a dirty environment will get dirty. In other words, if you don't know what you're around, if you don't know the kind of bad advice you may be getting if you don't know you don't know we just don't know sometimes we just don't know that we're not handling things properly we just don't know that uh staying in debt is not good for us we just don't know that having revolving credit card debt is very dangerous we just don't know that you don't necessarily have to take out a loan to get a car we just don't know these things we just don't know how to get a mortgage we just don't know how to make sure that we're getting the best kind of mortgage for ourselves we just don't know how to do things like ha uh, house hacking we just don't know how to invest we just don't know that we could automate our savings we just don't know how to make a budget we just don't know how to track our expenses we just don't know and this is the most dangerous one because we stay in that environment 
And we remain there. And we keep not knowing. And this one is even more painful for me because I'm talking about this on a podcast with people who already know my thoughts and know all the things that I talk about on a regular basis. This is why I keep saying, yo, share this podcast with somebody. If you see somebody who needs something, who who feels like you might get something out of this, share it with them so they can gain something, so they can begin to know, right? So they begin to learn or just start talking with them. Like my main thing, one of the things that I'm learning to do is equip people so they can go out there and talk about this with other people. Because not everybody's going to listen to a guy talking on on YouTube about money. Not everybody's going to listen to a guy talking on a podcast about money. Not everybody likes my voice, even though it's a very beautiful, beautiful voice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a very nice voice. I mean, come on now. You know you love it. But not everybody's going to want to. I'm not going to be the cup of tea for everyone. But if you're friends with somebody who needs some of this information, share this information with them, please. Please, because they need it too. I'm tired of seeing people struggling so badly. So badly. I mean, one of the things that is my grand vision is that I can help people so much so that it can help other people and then giving becomes such a, such a, such a obvious thing that people will do. That's always been the vision that I have. That in the world, people will be willing to give without having to think twice about it. That they will be so well off that they won't have to think twice about it and they'll be willing to share. Of their, of the, of the ex, of the, of the extra that they have, of the surplus. So please share, tell people, tell them like, oh, you don't know why this is going, like, this is why, like, yo, check this out. Did you know about this? Did you know that you can invest in 500 greatest companies in the, in the, in the world and you don't even have to think about it? You can keep doing it. And did you know that since last year, if you had started investing, you'd have doubled your money? Literally, this doesn't happen. But at the end of the pandemic till this point, the stock market has doubled. Doubled. So sharing this knowledge, sharing this information, telling people like, yo, there are things you do, you may not know about, but here, yo, I'm going to give you game. Because I've been listening to this random fool on podcast that just been sharing all this stuff. Or I just saw this video on YouTube. Or I read this book. Or I saw this. Or I saw that. Share the information. Because some people just don't know. Don't just snub your nose at them. Don't just be like, hmm, if only they knew. No, 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 no. Don't do that nonsense. Share the information with them. If they open up the space. I always like to, <laughs> I'm terrible at this. If somebody gives me an inch, I'm going to go a mile. Especially when it comes to talking about personal finance and all this stuff. I get super excited. And I'm going to start talking. Like, I'm going to just blah, 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 and go at this. Because I believe it's so important. So share the information with people. Once they give you that little space, once they give you that little inch, just jump in there and be like, yo, did you know? <laughs> and share the information with them. So that they too can be on this journey with you. So that we don't get to a destination and we're just by ourselves. What's the point of winning if we win by ourselves and be lonely? Nah. I'm trying to win and take everybody with me. I want everybody to come on this journey with me. I want all my friends, all my family to be with me on this journey so that when I get to the destination, I'm not sitting on an island by myself. That's lame. That is lame. I want all of us to be able to do it together. The fourth one. You go too deep into things. You overanalyze things. Uh, somebody told me this statement so much. It's like, you're a penny smarter, but a dollar dumber. Penny smarter, but a dollar, dollar dumber. In other words, we're spending our, our energies trying to figure out all the useless stuff. 
I do this sometimes, like trying to figure out what's the best interest rate that I can get for my savings account. What's the best uh, re- uh returns that I can get on my credit card? Should I be using this credit card or that credit card? Should I be using this uh debit card? That's a waste of your energy. Like spending hours upon hours trying to find just the little 10 cents that you can get a coupon code on is a waste of our energy. We go deep into things that aren't giving us the best returns. We waste so much time trying to find little, little knickknacks in our butt. It's a waste of our time. We need to focus on the big picture. If we're making a budget and we're realizing like, yo, something in my budget, I've, I've cut out all the excess in my budget. I've cut out all the things that I believe that I can do without, but something ain't right. Guess what? The main focus is not to try and keep cutting stuff out. It's to look at your income. Because at the end of the day, you can only cut yourself so much before you start bleeding, before you start suffering. So now you got to look at your income. You got to start asking some of the bigger questions. How much am I paying for insurance? How much am I paying for this? How am I paying for that? Because guess what? If you can drop your insurance rate $20 a month, 20 times 12, that's $240 a year. Rather than trying to be like, you know what? I'm going to not buy this chicken. I'm going to buy that one because it's five cents cheaper. It's not going to add up like that. You got to find areas for compounding. I mean, for me and my family, we were able to drop our uh, insurance. We went from paying like $230 a month to $170. That makes a huge difference because that's $70 a month. 70 times 12, that makes, what is that? 70 times 12. I can't do math right now. That's $840 that I, we were able to save in a year. That adds up. That's more money in your pocket. Look for the bigger things. Rather than focusing on all the minuscule little tiny details, focus on the bigger stuff. We go so deep into things that don't matter. We waste so much time focusing on all the, we, what is it, analysis by paralysis? We focus on all this stuff that don't even make a difference, that we don't have control over. We overanalyze everything. We're like, oh my God, if I do this or if I do that, maybe I can, and we end up just doing nothing. We waste our time just doing nothing. So stop wasting your time trying to find the next best coupon code. Like, what? I know I do this a lot. I know I do this a lot. I spend a lot of time like, should I buy this? Should I buy that? Or, I mean, you you do some kind of level of it, but to spend days, months on it, when we could be using our energies to figure out better solutions for maybe more income for ourselves, where it won't matter if we're spending $2 on an extra large uh, pizza, like seriously. So don't, don't overwhelm yourself with so much details and with all the minutia of stuff. Focus on the bigger picture. The fifth one, you are too nice. You are too nice to people. And my mom always used to tell me, <laughs> my mom always used to tell me like, that you, 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 you just be giving people stuff, but you have to use wisdom. When you are, you have to use wisdom. Some of us will guilt trip ourselves into helping people and then making ourselves suffer. Now, I'm not about that life. Like I said at the very beginning of this, there's a reason why when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first. Because at the end of the day, if you, if you don't have, how can you give out of an empty vessel? The Bible says you can't pour out of an empty vessel. It's empty. You have nothing to give. So stop guilt tripping yourself into thinking like, oh, I got to help everybody. No, you're not a savior. You're not God. 
Stop it. Stop trying to play a savior. Stop being a savior to everybody. No. Learn how to say no. I don't have. I cannot give you. It's okay to say no. Some of us need to learn how. No is a complete sentence. Just so everybody knows. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to have a. Just say no. It's okay. Not everybody needs. You don't have to help everybody. I know I'm big on generosity. But there's a level where it goes too far. You have to take care of yourselves. I've met people who are giving their bills, their bill money away. Why? What, what, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you giving away the money that you need to pay for your roof, for the power in your house, for your water, for your cable, for all of this stuff away to somebody else? And then your family suffering. That don't make no sense. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. The Bible says to give, but it didn't say to come and cut off your own hand to give. Mm-mm. Use wisdom. And I know I'm going to get some pushback when I say this, but use wisdom. A lot of us guilt trip ourselves way too hard because we have some, some of us is weird because we have some kind of weird savior complex. First of all, stop it. You're not a savior to anybody. And second of all, stop being so nice to everyone. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. The next one, as much as we may hate this one, Sometimes it's because of the people that we hang around that we are broke. And that's just facts. They say that the average of your five closest friends is who you are. My, my mom used to say, tell me your friends and I'll show you who you are. So if you have friends who spend money, more than likely you're going to spend money too. If you have friends who save money, more than likely you're going to save money too. I'm not saying that you don't have friends around you who you can do stuff with. But at the end of the day, sometimes... There are some people that we just need to say, for this part of my life, for this time period in my life, I need to go a different direction for a while. I Because you guys are not helping me on this journey. You guys are not playing to my strength. You're playing to my weakness, and I cannot stay here. And that doesn't mean that you cut them out. That doesn't mean that you, you say, oh, I'm done with you guys forever. No, 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 no. Because you have to be the light to them too, Right? Like, you have to go find that information and bring it back into the community, too. So it doesn't mean that you cut them off, but you limit exposure. My brother told me this weekend, he said, for your own happiness, you have to limit what people pour into you. And first of all, my brother, he's younger than me, but sometimes he'd be saying some dope, dope stuff. that be hitting me. I'll be like, damn, you right. But he was like, you have to limit. Even if it's people that you love, you have to limit how much they can speak into you. Not everybody deserves to speak into you. And even those that you allow to speak into you, you still have to limit how much they speak into you. Because at the end of the day, people are always going to try and pour something into you, whether it's actively or passively. People are always passing some kind of information to each and every single one of us. And it's on us, it's incumbent on us to do our due diligence in handling those pieces of information. In doing our due diligence in making sure that those pieces of information are fundamentally sound. Right? So just be careful of who you're allowing to speak to you. Just be careful of that. And then number seven is you believe that sales are for your benefit. You believe that when they have a uh, Thanksgiving sale or Macy's sales or um, 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 Memorial Day sales, we just had July 4th, so 4th of July sales, uh, Ah, uh, now we're going to have Juneteenth sales, all the different sales. You think those are for your benefits. I've said it before and I'll say it today. Again, 
If you didn't plan to spend money, you're not saving any money. If you, if you didn't plan to spend $50 and the item costs $100 originally, so you think that you're saving $50? No, you just spent $50 because this item you didn't think you needed in the first place. Or actually, you actually didn't need it in the first place. You just saw it and you were like, I'm going to buy it. Sales are not for your benefit. Sales are a tactic used by corporations to ensure that they can sell more items than they originally planned to sell. If you need something and it goes on sale, you're saving money. If you need, if you never needed the thing and it goes on sale, you're just buying more crap in your, in your rooms. And a lot of us know it too, because we'll walk around our house and we're like, when did I buy this? Why did I buy this again? Why is this in my house? What is going on? Sales are not for your benefit. Sales are not for you. You can plan to use sales to be for your benefit. Like if you know that July 4th is coming up and there are going to be sales and you need to buy an item, it's like, I might wait a little bit and, you know, and see what they got and then buy the item then and save me some money. But if you never plan to buy it in the first place, you're not saving any money, my guy or my girl, because we more girls listen to this podcast than dudes. So thank y'all. Maybe you could like my voice. I'm just saying, you know, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. You know what they say? You know what they say? I, I, it's your boy. We pop. I'm just playing. Let me stop. <laughs> but sales are not for your benefit. They're all different tricks used to get into your mindset and get you to spend money that you didn't intend to spend. Number eight, you do just the bare minimum when it comes to saving. Or you only save so you can spend the money on the back end. Which, my friends, is what we like to call a sinking fund. And on, I know, I mean... And I don't want no sinking fund. Like, we can have sinking funds for certain things, but I want a building fund. I mean, it's fine to have some sinking funds, but I want a building fund as well. Like, I want to be building something, not just sinking my money away. Because you may be saving, but if you're ending up just spending all of it at the end of the day, what's the point? Like, you're not actually doing anything. And this doesn't mean that when you have an emergency, you won't use your emergency fund. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. When you have an emergency... A true emergency, by the way, because I know myself when I first had an emergency when I was using it for stuff that was not an emergency. <laughs> but for a true emergency, we use that fund to fund whatever it is that is necessary. But don't just just have a sinking fund. Like, yes, save for vacation. That is for vacation. Save for buying a car. Save for whatever it is that you need to get bought or you are, whatever it is that you want to save save for. But also have a building fund. Don't just do the bare minimum. Like, don't just do like, oh, you know, they say that if I save at least 10%, then I'm good. Don't just do that. Figure out what it is. Like, figure out to go above and beyond. Push yourself. Press yourself. Don't just stay in that place and remain stagnant. Like, so many of us, if you're older than me or you've been working for a while, it's time to increase your 401k interest uh, it, rate. It's time to increase the amount that you put into your 401k. It's time to increase the amount that you put into your IRA. It's time to increase the amount that you put to a saving. Because you've probably gotten multiple, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Pay increases. Whatever, whatever it is when you get a pay increase. You've probably gotten multiple, but it remains at the same rate. No, adjust that thing. Make that thing go up as you, as your lifestyle goes up, let that thing go up so that lifestyle inflation doesn't creep in. That's how Rife Island Station starts because you look at your, you look at your, uh, your pay stub and you're like, yo, hold up. 
I'm making $200 more? Hold up. We can do some things with that now. And then all of a sudden you start spending more money. And that's how it creeps in. But don't just allow, just because you make more money doesn't mean you need to start spending more money. At the same time, I'm not saying that you don't spend money. Like I just said, you can put money away to spend it on things that you love. Like I always say, you don't have to go stuff out in this life. No, spend money on things that you enjoy and love. That means that you won't spend money on everything. Because at the end of the day, we do not have infinite capital. We have to pick and choose the things that we invest in. We have to pick and choose the things that we spend our money on. So as you get older and older, as you make more and more money, do not like lifestyle inflation to just creep in and take away everything from you. Don't do the bare minimum. Actually save. Like I meet so many people who are like, yeah, I put money in my 401k and I'm like, oh, cool. What else? And that's basically it. It's like, yeah, and I put like maybe $100 away if I have anything left over. It's like, you can't just do the bare minimum. You have to take the next step. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And finally, or number nine, before we go into number 10, you never pay yourself. This is in tangent with the the one before this, is you never pay yourself. You pay everybody else. Spotify going to get their money. Netflix going to get their money. Chick-fil-A going to get their money. Chipotle going to get their money. Everybody else going to get their money except for you. You're just the middleman. I was telling my sister this the other day. I was like, I feel like a middleman. Like I get paid by a big corporation to pay other big corporations. <laughs> I'm just like a middleman, a pass through for money. This is why it's important for us to invest so that we can own these corporations. Because you have to remember, when you invest, you're you're taking ownership in the corporation. That's why they pay profits to you sometimes in terms of dividends. And that's why they report what's going on in the company as far as are they making money or not making money. Because they want more people to buy the ownership and hold on to the ownership of that business. All right? So anyway, pay yourself. Pay yourself. That means you're saving money, you're investing money, those kind of things. And moving on to number 10 and the final one is you either care too much or you care too little about what other people think. You either care too much or you care too little about what other people think. I like to say like being a Christian is being on a knife's edge. You can't be too far on one side and you can't be too far on the other side. You question everything. And even in life in general, like we can get caught into the idea of like, oh, what does that person think? Do they, would they think better of me if I wear these shoes or if I wear those shoes? Would they think better of me if I put on these clothes or if I put on those clothes? Would they think more highly of me if I buy that expensive car or this cheap, cheap to get to get right? Would they think highly of me if I go to that gym or if I just work out at home? Would they think better of me if I spend money at, for a $50 dinner versus just cooking at home? We either care too much or we don't care about what people think, which is also not a healthy place to be at all because people can generally care about us, want to tell us about mistakes we're making, and we're like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. So you can't be on either extreme. There is this happy, uncomfortable middle. I I hate it. It's this happy, uncomfortable middle where we have to learn to judge what people are saying. 
where we take some, but we throw away others. I like to say that not advice, not all good advice is good for me. Not all good advice is good for me. The advice may be good, but in the stage of life that we are at, it may not be good for us. So we have to learn how to take information in, process that information for ourselves, and then implement it into our life. So don't care so much about what people think that every time somebody tells you something, you jump at it. And don't care so little about what people think that even when they're giving you good advice, you ignore it and you walk into dangerous situations. You either care too much or too little about what people think of you. But anyway, these are the 10 reasons why most of us can remain broke. And I'll go through them again. Number one, you refuse to check your accounts because you're so scared of them. And you refuse to track your spending. Two, you're always procrastinating when it comes to anything that has to do with money. You're like, ah, that would be future me's problem. But guess what? Future you hates you. Future you is like, why are you putting a headache on my head? When presents you had the time. Now we have more, more things to deal with and, and I can't deal with all of them together. Number three, you just don't know. And this one is really for you to share information with those people around you that you see making mistakes and you see talking about things in the wrong way and like, that doesn't sound right and you keep quiet. Share information. Share information is for us to win together. Winning alone sucks. We have to win together. Number four, we spend too much time nickel and diamond, focusing on the wrong thing, over-processing information, especially information that doesn't matter on the grand scheme of things. We got to start focusing on the bigger picture. We overwhelm ourselves with information and it shuts us down. Number five, you're too nice. You can't save everybody. You can't help everybody. It's okay to say no. You don't always have to give. No is a complete sentence. Number six, the people we hang about, hang around. You are the average of the closest five people around you. That doesn't mean that you cut people off. It just means that you may need to limit your exposure for a set period of time. And then you bring that information back to other people. Number seven, stop spending money on sales. It's not for your benefit. It's for corporations. Stop it. Sales are not for your benefit. You don't save money just because you went shopping on a sale unless you were trying to spend money on a specific item in the first place. Number eight, you do just the bare minimum when it comes to saving and investing. Just the bare minimum and you never adjust as you make more money in life. Don't let lifestyle inflation creep in and take over. Number nine, you will pay everybody else but not yourself. It goes back with number eight of not saving. You pay everyone else but you leave yourself broke. Number 10, you care either too much or too little about what people think about you. There's an uncomfortable middle that we all need to be where we can take in information, process that information, and then pick the route that we want to go with. But anyway, those are the 10 reasons that I believe and in my life I've seen what kept me broke or kept me from being able to make the progress that I wanted to make. Short form, I was broke. <laughs> right but anyway that's all i got for y'all i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing and if you did please share this podcast with one person that you love one person that you hate and one person that you're just kind of like meh 
about. And by that time, you'd have lifted up so many people around you. But anyway, I'm going to catch you all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always, always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And Yabba is out of here.